Welcome to Riot Underground. You found the place where instigators are changing the world with disruptive technology. And in this episode, we're coming to you from South by Southwest in Austin. We're going to hear from three people fresh off a panel session about IoT and smart cities. The session audience was absolutely packed. The conversation was great. So I'm excited to bring a little bit of that to you, to our listeners. And this episode's theme, we're going to talk about something a little bit unique for three panelists who are just speaking about IoT and smart cities. We're going to talk about some potential problems with the term IoT itself. So this term, Internet of Things, is it a problem? Kind of a unique topic for three tech evangelists to discuss. But first, our usual Riot podcast question will ask each guest who would play them in a movie. That way you can picture who's speaking. Uh, up first is Adam Cavati, who's the VP of R&D for Bandwidth, a software company transforming the way people communicate, known for voice over IP and so much more. Adam, who would play you? Given the fact that I'm a little bit nerdy, I think uh, it'd probably be someone like Jesse Eisenberg, unfortunately. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. And next is Don Coleman, CIO for Chariot Solutions, an enterprise and mobile applications consulting firm. Don, who would play you? Yeah, I've been told uh, Noah Wiley, but he's kind of dorky and old, so uh, I don't know if that's a good one. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, he's not very dorky in that Falling Sky show. Well, great answers, both of you. Okay, to kick us off, it's Riot's Executive Director, Tom Snyder. Tom, bring a little bit of South By to our listeners here today and, and kick off this topic about whether IoT is a problem term. Thank you, Sarah. Excited to be at South by Southwest, where experts from around the world have converged. Many to talk about IoT. As you mentioned, we are evangelists. So I don't know, I can quite go far enough to say that IoT is a problem term. But I will say, uh, I do believe it's a transient term. I think in the technology sector, we, we latch on to cool buzzwords that get everyone excited. If you're familiar with the Gartner hype curve, you know, we, we get to the top of the uh, peak of inflated expectations, and then we get into this trough of disillusionment, and that might be where IoT is to some degree today. We don't say World Wide Web anymore. We just talk about the Internet. The smart city will eventually be the city. The smart watch is just going to be your watch again. So I think there is a transience, but... We're not here to hear from me today. We've got a couple of guests that participated in a panel with us uh, earlier today, sponsored by Amplify Philly, and it was great to have both Don Coleman from Chariot Solutions here and Adam Cavade from Bandwidth. So, Adam, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your impressions of where IoT is today, maybe where it's going, where the buzzword might not have all the buzz people think it does. Thanks a lot, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really started to come into its own in terms of a thing, and I think... For me, you know, IoT is one of these terms where somebody thought something sounded really cool and they wanted to be very inclusive and accurate, and we like to do that with technology. And so Internet of Things kind of sounded neat that way. But I think ultimately it's just confusing for people. But I think where the technology and the concept has arrived, now it's time for things like people are using a lot more accurate terms for things that actually mean something to people, whether it is like connected cities or smarter agriculture or whatever they may be saying to discuss and talk about and better describe a facet of it that is more comprehensible by the general public. I literally had someone stop me on the way up the stairs five minutes ago and say, thank you for that panel. That was really interesting. I didn't understand what IoT was until you guys started talking about it. And I think that's just part of it. It's just too amorphous. So I think it's really going into becoming much more interesting and valuable in specific places. And I think that's where the terms will come. And I do agree that over time, it will fade into just being part of life itself. And so it won't be smart. It won't be this. It won't be that. It'll just be everything. 
That's great, Adam. And I love when you talk about the specificity because we also have Don Coleman here. And Don, I have been lucky to hear you speak. And you've touched on this same issue, that IoT can be a little bit of an umbrella for a lot of other more specific industries. And so what's your take on this debate about the term IoT? So I'm not the biggest fan of the term IoT, but it's what's stuck. When uh, we first started doing this, I really tried to use uh, connected devices, but that didn't catch on, and IoT is a lot more than connected devices, since it includes the server side and a lot of those other pieces that happen, too. But what we find is when people come to us and they want a project, they don't come asking for an IoT project. They come asking to solve a specific problem. Hey, we want to network our underground storage tanks at all these places, or we want to build a voice-enabled assistant to do something, or we have this module in our race cars and we want to connect it to our phones. So those are all IoT-type things, but no one asks for IoT. Just It's a catch-all term we use as technologists to um, describe this. So I'm glad, I'm glad you bring that forward, Don. The word devices, when you talk about connected devices, really where we are today is the Internet of Devices. We're not quite to the Internet of Things. Internet 1.0, if you will, was hardwired our computers and networking all them. Now with low-cost wireless technologies, we're being able to connect things, but those things truly are still devices with you know, batteries, microprocessors, wireless radios. They're full electronic devices. As advances in RFID and other areas happen where we can build truly passive sensors into systems, still connect them to the internet, maybe then we'll be to internet of things, and it'll be an even broader, more ambiguous term, but uh, it's already confusing to folks, and uh, I'll pass it back over to you, Sarah. I think that when I hear about that opportunity that we have to rise to the challenge of some of these projects, I know I get excited because I get to talk to so many wonderful people in this space. Don, you mentioned some of the projects that are brought to you uh, at Chariot Solutions, and Adam, something I really like that I've talked to you about before is when people bring problems instead of bringing requests for tech. Can you talk a little bit about that and what that means in this IoT space? Yeah, I mean, I think Don did a great job of describing that, right? Like, if you're trying to solve a real problem and not just focused on how can we leverage this technology, that's where you're going to see ROI. That's where you're going to see impact that matters. And, you know, we see that with folks coming to us to saying, like, our customers are asking us to do this, whether they're commercial or public sector. It doesn't really matter, right? Or we see a need for this to be solved. And I think that's the most important thing. And if we can apply something that in the industry might be called IoT tech to it, great. And if not, don't worry about it, right? It just solved the problem. So I think it's exciting that we can do this. And uh, we also talked a little bit about some other terms that are maybe more specific. And I think, Don, the last time I heard you speak, you mentioned, I think it was the 53 or 54 industries you kind of said offhand. What are some of those specific spaces that you feel like IoT is having really big applications right now? Some of the more immediate spaces where we're not talking about the tech that's coming, but you're starting to see some of the projects either that you've done at Chariot Solutions or beyond where this kind of tech is powering things that are in smart cities or in industrial spaces today. Some of the things that we really like is that, uh, you know, we can go in and we can have existing equipment that's doing something, you know, it's monitoring or doing something, but it's kind of a standalone island. And we can come in and drop a cellular radio or a Wi-Fi radio and then bring that device online and connect it to the Internet. And so from there, a lot of our work isn't necessarily the connected device part or the IoT. It's taking that data stream in the cloud and then making use of that, building apps around it to control and manage what's happening and also to get data from it, to get insights from that data. Yeah, that's great. Does that bring up any projects for you, Adam, that you're seeing that you're excited about? 
I mean, I think for us, one of the things that we focus a lot on is home automation type systems. We see that come up. Uh, and it's really about, like, you know, how do we engage and leverage with consumers in ways that just previously haven't been possible? And I think the whole IoT revolution is really about taking a lot of these capabilities of processors and capturing uh, voice and things like that and transmitting it in places where before it wasn't possible. I remember being in the audience when uh, Reed Hastings announced uh, at some consumer expo thing what they were going to be doing with Netflix when it was just a DVD company and it became a streaming company. I was like, that's pretty cool, but that doesn't seem possible. And then over the conference Wi-Fi, he streamed a, a DVD movie onto the you know big screen, and I was blown away. I just thought that was impossible before then. And that opened my eyes to be thinking like, no, like as technology advances, more and more things are possible. And I think that's what we're starting to see is people saying like, could I do this? Can it, you know, like I want to do this. And people saying like, well, you know, maybe as came up in our panel, maybe that should be done at the edge, right? And as more processing capability and stuff happens, you can do that there. And you only need to send back what's important or fetch what's important. So I get really excited as our customers come to approach us and say, we want to solve this problem. And then we can work together to IDA and look at our whole toolbox of capabilities and say, which of these should we apply? Some of it's going to the drawing board. Some of it's going back to old tools and using them in new ways. And some of it's going to cutting edge type capabilities. But we have to look at all of it holistically. And that's just a part of solving the problem together to meet the actual consumer need because that's what's going to make it successful. That's excellent. And I, I think one of my favorite things is imagining, you know, what tech are we going to have in five years that we looked back on saying we saw that at South by Southwest and now it's something we take for granted, but then it wasn't possible. It, it I think, reminds us to keep reaching. I appreciate this discussion as a way to be careful with how we use that IoT term, how we talk about the Internet of Things. Clearly, it's an umbrella term that is necessary as we try to move this conversation forward, but it has some drawbacks. And so we have to be really careful with that language. Before we head out for the day, you all just participated in a smart city and IoT panel. I would love to ask each of you, what was your biggest takeaway from participating in that panel and hearing from one another? And also from the Q&As. You all did a great job taking questions from the audience. What are you taking away from that panel? Tom, we'll start with you. Thanks, Sarah. So I think one of the things that I really like about this particular show is that you get to engage with communities that we don't normally see. We spend a lot of time in the developer communities. We spend a lot of time working with engineers, with system integrators. And, and here, we're really engaging with the users of IoT. And so to have an audience, we pulled the audience at the start of the panel and found you know very few of the folks at the Smart City panel were actually in municipal government or in these services. But it's important to them. It's really uh, something that they see as a way to improve their lives. They see citizen services that the city deploys starting to be deployed by public-private partnerships, by new areas. You know, it's kind of revolutionizing the way that we as citizens interact with our government. And it was really nice to see that from kind of an end-user perspective through our audience today. For us, it's something that we've been trying to do more of at Bandwidth is to engage early with customers on prototypes and work very iteratively. And it was really good to hear that come up from the audience and on the panel about user research and, and how that's really taking hold. I think that's great because I'm always concerned about some big flop IoT endeavor that like jades a whole city on something, right? And that's horrible because it's just a waste of money and it just slows things down for the industry. So I think that to see that come up and have good discourse about it, it's really encouraging that we're in the mode of really working with people to find successful routes to problems. And so that's encouraging. 
Yeah, and then from my perspective, I think that the biggest thing there was this smart cities aren't just a technology solution. It's really getting everyone to work together to solve real problems and not just putting the technology out there for the sake of technology. Getting the community involved and getting solutions that everyone's going to benefit from, not just the government trying to control everything, but something that's going to add real value to people's lives. Excellent answers, both of you. I mean, any call for collaboration is appreciated at Riot. Don, Adam, can't thank you enough for joining Tom and me on the podcast. This is Riot Underground at South by Southwest. And thank you to the crowd who attended the panel and to you for listening. Keep talking about IoT and disruptive technology. Keep talking about smart cities until they're just cities, right? And keep tuning in to Riot Underground. Riot Underground is created and produced by Riot Studios with music by Scott Jackson. Riot produces events, conferences, and educational courses around the world and runs an early stage startup accelerator in Raleigh, North Carolina. Our nonprofit also operates a wireless test and certification facility under the Wireless Research Center brand. Learn how to engage with us by visiting ncriot.org.